professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. I am the big guy, Ryback, and today I am joined by Grim from Grim's Toy Show. Silly Super Pop on YouTube. This is a good one, guys. I'm uh, I met Grim at an independent show uh, years ago when I was really really beat up, and uh, I saw some of his stuff online while I was in WWE, which we talk about here. And I could just tell he was he was a good good dude, and uh, and had a good heart. And I was someone and just watching what he's done and, and super successful YouTuber with everything and uh i was like hey, i want to talk to want to talk to grim see how grim's doing and uh we talk a little bit we talk about wrestling we talk about the um incident that happened a few years ago with the two guys uh, attacking him in the ring he gives some insight onto that we talk a little bit uh, about gts wrestling everything he's doing with that being an entrepreneur uh and working for himself and leaving his job and and finding success uh on social media and YouTube before it was really, uh, when it was kind of, it was unknown territory. Uh, we talk a little bit about WWE, AEW, Grimm possibly being the new Ralphus, uh, maybe for, for big daddy, big guy. And, uh, talk a little bit about the speaking out movement as well. and Everything going on with all of that guys, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Grimm. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? All right, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Just making sure. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh no, thank you. It's uh, I'm actually probably going to start doing more independent wrestlers too, because I've okay. noticed that whenever I have independent wrestlers on the show, the numbers are way better. And it, it's really yeah, even and I've had some some bigger names on, and it's crazy to me. And I but I think wow. I'm more interested. I don't know now that I'm getting healthier again, like I want to talk a little more wrestling too. And like, I don't necessarily want to talk to, like I don't have access to the WWE roster or anybody. Right. I have AEW I could talk to, which I want to talk to them too. But I was just like, I don't know. Right. I was like, I want to eat Grim on. Plus two, everything with you're doing. We're required. I always start the recording just so it's very casual. Just eavesdropping okay. on the conversation. But um, just with everything, because I met you at an indie show. That, that, that was when yes. I was... Um, all jacked. I was bad. I remember that, but I remember meeting you, and I, I didn't know enough. I remember seeing you online, but it, it was like, oh, he's a nice. Right. I could tell. I was like, he's a nice guy. So I was like, I'm gonna have Grim <laughs> on. Talk to my talk to my buddy Grim, who's who I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if I could tell you, um, I think I kind of told you when I met you at that indie show that I was a really big fan of you when you debuted yeah. and your character and everything and. Man, you came out and made the save one time at the Prudential Center, and the place shook. And I haven't seen the place shake like that since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so you were at that just yourself. Thought, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and I just, I just thought I was like, man, I was like such a fan of Ryback, and I'm like, Ryback's gonna be huge. He's gonna be the champ. Yeah. You know, like, like I had an Ultimate Warrior vibe to it, and then 
they just shut you down. And I was just so disappointed. No, you know, thank you. It was, but, uh, it was tough to live through it all. <laughs> it was, uh, and, and you know, cool. another thing is you totally helped me blow up on YouTube. Really? Because, yeah, because I had made a custom Ryback action figure out of your, uh, what was it? Skip something? Skip Sheffield, yeah. Skip Sheffield figure, yes. The Skip Sheffield figure, I had got it. I had ordered a little custom singlet of your singlet, like little doll clothes, and I put it over that figure, and I made this little video about it, and I made up this stupid little song, and here he comes, he's fucking right this. back, he's gonna fucking destroy you, <laughs> you know? And that video got millions of views. It just blew the fuck up, and I got so many subscribers from that. Wow. And I, yeah, I just remember thinking, man, that fucking ride back video. And I was like, and, and I love the guy. I'm like, this is great. That, <laughs> that's crazy. It, that's too, I have, I wanted to talk to you about YouTube stuff on there. Cause now that I'm on there, like it's such a, a fascinating yeah. place to me, but it's like just one thing like that. And it could be random but for whatever reason it hits that algorithm and takes off. And it's like, it's a game changer. I did a, a food video for the first time. It was at Popeye's. My editor, DJ Dells, had mentioned it, and um, I like just started, I was just putting the podcast on there, not really making any traction, and all of a sudden, those right. food videos, like, that's what people like want to see me do, is eat food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll do that, it for that. That took the channel off, and then, so, I had, like, I had questions about that, because there's so much going on with all of that, and... Um, like we started putting like a lot of variety on the channel with everything. And then YouTube and like, I was, it was taking off like crazy. And then all of a sudden it just got shut down at the beginning of the year. And uh, then I signed on with one of those, the BBTV or something. And it was, you got too much content on your channel and YouTube stopped recommending it because it was like wrestling podcast, regular conversations, then wrestling yeah. clips and then, drinking video and then like fan mail video and eating video and hot video. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I was doing a good thing, like ASMR videos. And they go, no, you got to like really yeah, trying to mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then like they said, YouTube just stops showing your stuff to people because if people subscribe, cause they want to see you eat food and like, they're not subscribing to your other watching your other videos and they just stop recommending you. And I was like, you right. lose that homepage thing. So I created two channels, one for the podcast and then the other for the food. And like we're gonna give it like a couple months, and hopefully it bounces back to what it was doing. Because shit, it's like videos yeah. doing the hundreds of thousands of views, and then you get like ten thousand. It's like that's a big difference. Yep. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's some of my worst videos, like videos that like I was like, uh, I don't even know if I want to put this out. Have millions of views. Really. And then other things that I I spent a lot of money on and I worked really hard on totally flop. And it makes no sense to me. What year did you start on YouTube? <laughs> uh, I officially started as like a YouTube partner in 2012. Okay. But I had made random videos before that since like 2007. But, um, you know, I, I had an inspiration one day to, you know, start playing with my action figures. And I was recording it with my iPhone. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to make these skits and upload it to YouTube and just to send to my friends. To make them laugh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can instantly show them a video, you know? So I put them on YouTube, a couple of these action figure videos, and then I forgot about it for a few months. And I came back to it into my account, and these videos all had thousands of views and comments. These were funny. Can you make more? And I was like, oh, shit, people want me to make a show. 
So that's what I started doing, making action figure videos and stuff. That's how Grimm's Toy Show officially started. And you it was have, just with the action figures. Because you have, do, you, do you have two YouTube channels now? or Because I saw you have one that had like 700 yeah. or something, 50,000 subscribers, and then the other has like over 2 million, right? Or no, yeah, well, or yeah, I, I, have, I have two channels. I have two channels because the one... Uh, it's it's like a vlogging kind of behind the scenes channel, kind of like what you were saying. Like you kind of do everything. I do yeah. everything. I rest, review wrestling. I go on vacations, and then the you other channel is strictly like yes, yeah. And then the other channel is strictly like my wrestling promotion. It's just that That's uh, the you know wrestling matches one, right? Yes. So where 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 does the name come from? With if you don't mind, because you're oh. interesting. I like I like the stuff that you do. Because you're you're funny. Okay. So I, I love comedy. So <laughs> I know so, there's a reason again, behind it. Yes, and the, the the reason is crazy because now the channel is a wrestling promotion, but the channel originally started as just me and my grandfather in the kitchen doing skits, yelling at each other, and his name was Silly Super Pop, like that was his character. Yeah, and that's what I named the channel because that's all it fucking was was just me and him sitting in the kitchen yelling at each other. <laughs> You know, and they were like a minute skits that we used to do. And then it was like I was monetizing it. And then I was kind of putting the action figure videos on there sometimes. And then that morphed into, you know, uh, I'm fighting with the guy at the store because he stole the action figure before me. So now I'm challenging him to a match. And then then it was, you know, starting to borrow people's rings to, to do matches in them and shit. And <laughs> like people didn't know that I used to be an independent wrestler like 10 years before you, that. Yeah, you started like really early too, right? I mean, you've been. Yeah. Well, I'm old as fuck. A lot of people don't realize I'm actually 41 years old. Well, and... I'm 38. I don't think that's that old. I thought you were going to say like 50 and shock <laughs> me or so. Let's I, I feel better than ever at 38. Like I, I, you don't look old at all to me, Grim, just to get that out there. It's. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, one of the hardest things growing up was starting to see WWE superstars younger than you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, it's, I said, it's like, I've living this like nightmare of like, I walked away and then getting my health back. But like, there's this game going on for me that like through, I've had, I just had my 16th stem cell procedure on my back yesterday. So like today I should oh have taken gosh. it easy and I've done two podcasts. I had to do Stevie Ray show earlier and like my damn tailbone, they gave me an epidural <laughs> and like, I'm like, I could barely like move this morning, but I'm doing, I'm good now. It's like, it's loosened up throughout the day, but I'm in this weird <laughs> game of uh, like getting, I've got my health back and like, it was, it gets a miracle. Like it never should have happened. It's like out of a Frankenstein movie, like stem cells have regrown five discs and repaired my shoulder. But like also wow, this game amazing. of I'm playing this game. I left at 34. I didn't want to leave. I had to. And like, all this stuff has happened and it's been fantastic and business wise, like it's been the biggest blessing of my life. But like there's this game to get back to wrestling before I'm like old. <laughs> and, yeah, but yeah I, exactly. I like... feel better now than I did like five years ago. But I was like, I don't want to like wait and like, oh, I'm 40 now. And then like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't want to go back and have gray hairs and like it's <laughs> Yeah. So like, I, I, I still you know... I feel good though still. You know, Edge, it just came back and yeah. he's slightly older than me. He's two or three years older than I am. And, you know, I look at him and I look at the shape he's in and I go, God damn it. You like, you know, you think a 40 something year old guy, you think the dad bod. But yeah. No, he was shredded, fucking shredded. I'm like, bro, you're making us all look bad out here. <laughs> he but looks good for him than ever. And he's right. 
He looked. Amazing. I mean, I, I, I talked to him before he went back. We had a phone call about stem cells like two different times, and okay. uh, and I had no idea. I saw a video of him like training with Seamus. I go, man, he looks like really, really good. And then I saw him on like TV, and he go, he looks even better. I go, he looks better than he did like in his prime. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he had really that does. period where he got like out of shape a little bit for him, like where he was still right. in shape, but the uh, yeah, it goes to show you, man. And his promos are better than ever too now. I was like, man, time away, I think, is a blessing sometimes. I think so. Like, you know, as a wrestling fan who's watched it since I'm a child, like, exactly. You know, you start to get, you know, you see the same guy every single week doing the same shit. Yeah. If, you know, and all of a sudden he gets injured, which, you know, you never wish an injury on anybody. But they go away for six months. They come back. They're fresh. They're reinvigorated. You're yeah. excited to see them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's always helpful. I always thought. Like a lot of guys say wrestling should have an off season. I say you guys have enough wrestlers on the roster that, you know, Seth Rollins could go sit home for six months and we wouldn't miss him, yeah. you know, give him that little bit of a break. And the rest of the roster is still there. And then, you know, okay, now Roman Reigns gets his six months off. Everybody gets yeah. six months on, six months off, and you all rotate around. Wrestling never ends. We still have content every week. Yep. But guys get a break. I've, I've actually had discussions on that. And because whether because I understand like in wrestling is different than sports, so I've always said like it has to be there has to be a way, and that would be the perfect way. Like I like what AEW is doing at least just one day a week. Like I'm interested yeah. in watching the product actually, and I know I've been very vocal. Like I they're clearly number one in my opinion of where I would want to go back if I'm when, mm -hmm. I'm when I'm healthy. Granted, everything is it lines up and is in the stars for all of that, but like I'm intrigued by their product because it's one day a week. And I'm not seeing like right. five different shows and everyone's overexposed. And I think that's the right. WWE thing. Like it's because it's, it's like Vince, it's just clearly trying to make as much money as possible. But it, the wrestling yeah. product suffers because of it. And also the talent. Right. Like right. they have a weird thing about giving guys time off though, because they, they don't want you to leave that bubble because you'll see, especially once you have a little bit of money. They'll, they they know okay. you, you won't want to stay there, typically. And that happened. Like, Dean Ambrose talks about when he got injured. That's, like, when he, like, became awoken to, like, he needed to get out of there. And because uh, he, he had money and he's, he saw, like, man, I'm missing out on, on a lot, not just wrestling, like, life. And uh, yeah, so I'm agree with you, though. It, oh, so that's why, yeah, they don't guys. want you to sit <laughs> Yeah. And that's what the, you just you, you get used to it with that. But. Did you ever have any ambitions? I mean, with being an independent wrestler, what was it that for you, like what held you back as far as um, why you think, because like, I admire what you're doing because you're an entrepreneur. I feel like, like you work for yourself essentially right. with everything like with wrestling, like what happened for you? What was like, do you think like as far as getting to like WWE or anything? That like like originally or yeah. currently? No, originally. Like, like when you were young, did you? Because okay. like, I, I did. I'd imagine that was was that the goal early on or no? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fresh out of high school, that's why I wanted to go to wrestling school. I went to um, the Iron Mike Sharp Academy in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and um, yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a wrestler, whatever. And I started wrestling with you know one of the local promotions, and they put me right into the shows. They're like man, you're talented, you know, because I did backyard, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then went to wrestling school like three or four times and he's already throwing me on shows <laughs> saying, you know, oh, you know what you're doing, you know, get out there in the mixed tag or whatever, you know? So, yeah, obviously that was my ambition. And then 
I had hurt my ankle at one point and I didn't wrestle for like three or four months and I started doing a new job and then that job was on the weekends and I couldn't do the shows, but I was making good money. And then it was like, I moved out on my own and then my wife got pregnant. And then it was just one of those things where I never had time to just go back to wrestling because I was doing my other job and whatever. And then, yeah, then life started to suck and I was trying, I was broke and trying all different ways to make money. Yep. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had made a couple figure videos here and there. People liked them, whatever. One of my friends at work says to me, do you know, you can make money on YouTube. I said, really? How the fuck do we do that? Yeah. So we looked it up. We found out how to do it. I became a YouTube partner. And like, I just remember paying my electric bill with YouTube money. And I was like, fuck you, yeah, man, yeah. this is great. You know, and then it became paying my car payment. And then it became paying my fucking mortgage. Yeah. And, and, you know, next thing you know, I'm like blowing up one of the biggest wrestling channels on the whole world. I was like, holy fuck me. <laughs> you have a fantastic fall. It's huge. I was looking at it. It's yeah. Like, that's what people, I never realized, like even I underestimated social media so bad when I was, I I'm upset with myself, but it's a lesson learned. Like while I was in WWE, I didn't like to, I like, I didn't make an Instagram till the, my last year in WWE. And I only did that right. because the social media team kept getting on me. And I remember we were overseas and I go, fuck it. I'll make a fucking Instagram account where you guys shut the fuck up. And I made it. And I put like a couple posts and then like, then I started using it. Then I know I was like, I wanted to leave. I go, and I had these business ideas. I go, I know I'm going to have to like really get serious with this and learn about this stuff. And like Twitter, I always had, but I would delete it off my phone for periods or like only use it for wrestling <laughs> shit. And like, it was like YouTube. I didn't know you could, I'd heard people made money, but like, I'm not, I was like making money in WWE. So I was like, I didn't realize I wasn't looking like, Hey, maybe I should make like a YouTube channel too. Cause like now right. I look at it, I'll be doing everything I'm doing now when I go back to wrestling, because it only amplifies yeah. everything you're doing. But right. like you came on early, like not knowing. And then. It was like when when I started doing the that YouTube, it was like the Wild West. You know what I mean? It was it was new and you know channels that were doing good were growing really quick and whatever. And yeah, it was like I said, I, you know, I had a couple of videos. One was the Ryback action figure video. One was I did this skit where I threw my fucking mailman off my roof <laughs> through a table. And yeah, it was like, you know, people like loved this shit and it just fueled my passion to keep making more crazy shit for them to like, you know, and it just, it, it was crazy. And I think one of the craziest things was me going to WWE events and like people would crowd around me and everything. And the security guards would be like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm on YouTube. Like they don't respect that. You know what I mean? Like. They give, like, the people from MTV all got escorted in and nobody gave a shit about them. Yeah. But, like, here I am on YouTube getting mobbed by, like, 30 or 40 people, and they're like, oh, he's just some YouTuber. We don't give a shit about him. <laughs> it blows my mind to some people, like, how they how they view YouTube. Because like, now I look at it, I go, man, this is, like, the most amazing thing ever. And, and make money doing this, having fun. And, like, it's a way to stay in touch and people know who you are. But then you'll get some people be like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. You're making videos eating food. I'm like, fucker, I'd be eating the food anyways. It just takes a little effort to turn a kid. Like, nothing is like, I'm not, like, when I'm in WWE and you're driving in the road, like, we eat in our cars all the time. Like, are we losers? Like, I don't. Right. Uh, no. like, but some people just look at it like, oh, man, you're a YouTuber. I feel so bad for you. I'm like, 
Yeah, I, I make more than you make probably in months, buddy. Like, just relax. <laughs> you, do you know how many times I've been told, either in person or on the internet, get a real job? And I'm like, fuck you. I make. I used to deliver soda. I used to drive a tractor trailer yeah. and deliver soda. That's a hard ass job. Sixty hours a week. Yep. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden I'm on YouTube making four times as much money. You know, yeah. screwing around on YouTube. I'm like, what's the real fucking job? The one that pays me the most money. Yep. <laughs> no, I look at that's people. We have such a mindset, and like that's what my mindset shifted because I came up and you're taught. We're all taught as kids. Our generation is we're taught to be employees. We weren't taught right. to like be creative and be entrepreneurs and. I learned. Oh, no, you're a thousand percent right. Yeah. I I thought that same thing. No yeah. one ever taught me to be my own guy. Yeah, <laughs> but now now with technology and people and like with everything and the connection of social media, now we have all these young entrepreneurs because they're learning at a young age. You can be anything you want to be if you work for it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go work for that soda pop company making that money, killing your body, making little little that you make or whatever. And some of those jobs pay well, but like yeah, but you're giving yeah. them all your time. Whereas if you figure out another way where you create your own schedule and like, by the way, like people in, in like the stuff you do and it's comedy and different things, you have to be creative as all hell to pull that off still to come out with content continuously, which takes work. Like in, in, right. in people, your audience is telling you, we like your videos. You would never get to that many subscribers if you were not trying in the slightest. Like it, it takes work. And I think it's just right. insecurity Big and jealousy from people. That yeah, this guy and, have and fun. I've heard that shit. Yeah, I've heard all that shit, especially a lot of it from my fellow wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, oh, you wrestling know, could be the worst. Oh it? yeah, and they just they talk this shit, and then then they get in the ears of some of the other guys that wrestle for me. You know, don't wrestle on that GTS shit. Nobody will take you seriously. You'll never make it to TV. Ugh. And it's like bullshit. MJF started on my fucking wrestling show. You know wow, what I mean? Really? That was the first time anybody saw him. That was the first time anybody saw him. Yeah. He was a student of Kurt Hawkins at the Creative Pro Academy. Yeah. And I was making videos with Kurt Hawkins. And he said, oh, I got this kid here. He's, you know, he's a trainee. We could use him for the video, you know. And that was, yeah, that was the first time MJF was in the video. And then the next week I, you know, beat the shit out of him or whatever. And then we had a tag team match. And, you know, and I was in that kid's pretty good. And now, you know. Four years later, he's one of the big fucking names in a AEW. And I'm like, so you're going to tell me being on my show is going to hold you back? I don't think so. No, that's <laughs> just the way. And it's like that with their insecurity and jealousy, and it's everywhere. Did you notice, too, like doing independent shows that, that other the talent there would treat, like act a little differently towards you with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they all fucking hated my guts. Really? For, for like two years. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that I got shot on at one point. These two guys hit the ring. Yes. And the guy punched me in the back of the head. Yeah. And that was a couple it, yeah, of years, two or two, two or three years ago, right? About two? three years ago. Yeah. And it kind of blew up on the internet because everybody was talking about it. Like, what the fuck? That guy Grim from YouTube got the shit beat out of him, you know? But these fucking guys, they did not want me on the show. They said I walked in there acting like I was Michael Jackson. And, dude, I don't carry myself like that. I would have loved that. By the me. way, if you made a video of that, I would watch that. Of you walking into the show thinking you're Michael Jackson. <laughs> right? Like, I'm so, like, I'm fucking awesome. I'm like, no, bitch, I was late. And I texted the promoter and I said, bro, I'm running late. I'm really sorry, but I'll get there as soon as I can. We wearing but a glove or something for the Michael Jackson reference? I'm trying to tie the dots to the Michael Jackson. <laughs> Did you have on a Michael Jackson outfit? <laughs> 
that Grammy fucking thinks he's Michael Jackson. That bitch. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm walking in there like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I so saw that and I was really their... pissed off at that. That was I remember seeing yes. that and being really angry. Not at you, at them. Yep. But like that was because it was it's just so uncalled for. Right. Exactly. And and you know and the thing is like that incident kind of really helped me because when that kid punched me in the back of the head and I got up, turned around and punched him back yep. and, you know, went off on him, spit at the other kid and went at him. And I was like, you know, you're not going to fuck with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think I got a little bit of badass cred, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. Grim, Grim's not just some fat, fat jackass on YouTube. He can fucking whoop some ass, you know? What, where did those, <laughs> so what happened to that exactly for the people listening? Cause you were in the ring. Did you just finish a match or were you coming out? What happened with that? With those the two guys? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I had just finished a match yeah. against uh, one of the opponents was my brother who wrestles for me, and the other opponent was another one of the guys that wrestles for me, and they were kind of featuring that triple threat match as like the GTS match. You okay. know what I mean? Showcase GTS match, whatever. Yeah, and um, I think I had just gotten pinned in the match, and it was over. You know, and I was like, you know, selling to the refs, like, oh my god, what happened? How did I get pinned? You know, and all of a sudden, I just remember getting hit so hard i saw stars and i'm like what is this are these guys doing a run-in should i go along with this you know what i mean is it you know uh like an improv you know what i mean but the way that guy hit me and then i seen them you know going after the other guys i was like no fuck this this is a fight so i went after them and then as soon as they seen me coming after them they backed down and then they ran their mouths about how I shouldn't be there. I'm a piece of shit. I haven't trained. And I'm like, I mean, you don't even fucking know me to yeah. say that. You know what I mean? And even so, that's not the, the, like, that's not the place to handle the business regardless. Anyways, if you have an issue with somebody, you do not do it in the ring. Like those, I don't know who those guys were, but like, once you do that, like you really, like, those guys fuck themselves probably. There, there, no major yeah. company is going to invest in you if you, show a, a level of unprofessionalism in the ring. Like there's people and you could run your mouth, but as long as you're professional when you're in the ring, people there's, cause they know they could trust you. But when you lose that trust in the ring, that's, there's no place. And like to be, you can't be a bigger bitch in my opinion. You go like to go after a guy, one in the ring and two after his <laughs> match when he's tired, like, and there's two of you. Like it's just, it, it, nothing right. looked good about that to, to me, to those guys. So. And from behind. Yeah, it's the most behind. cowardly way to attack. Right. Like, could you be a bigger coward? <laughs> but that, as soon as I saw that, I just, that, that, it was just, I just remember getting really angry with that. And I was like, what is going on with the wrestling? But you know what I think when I'm, I'm, I see you, Grim, and I know, like, and now obviously, in being a little, even though you say you're old, I, I still think you, you're young. I, I see potential for you as a, I could see you as a character on TV. Like a not like like not Ralphus, but Grim. Like I could really see yeah. as like a loud like as somebody's manager. I'm just waiting. Someone will sign me at some point for something like that. They will see the comedic value exactly that I can bring to the show. And <laughs> I mean, I I want to be 24 seven champion. Like, wouldn't that be cool? A YouTuber in the fucking yeah. audience rolls up, friggin' our truth takes the 24 seven title. You know, then get big booted or something by somebody else. Yep. But it'd be just a cool little skit. Like, let me be 24-7 champ. Grim for 24-7 champ. 
And in all fairness, you have more subscribers than the ratings typically are getting. Like, like I always said that too with like yeah. the, the promotions and like AEW, and like and as it's going to take them a while to build up. And but I was like, look for guys that have good social media followings because you're going to get a percentage of those those that audience is going to come over, and it's going to help right. with the ratings and stuff. And it's but I don't. I just look at it from a different standpoint, like of incorporating today's. Because like so many people, TV, even though the big shows are getting the ratings, so much is on social media now and YouTube. And like, there's people out there, I mean, that have just millions and millions and millions of, of followers and subscribers that nobody, they're not major TV stars, they're just YouTubers and things. Right. And it's like you exactly. have that level of like you've gone out and found an audience that is entertained. They, they clearly like you. You're the one common denominator in the thing of everything. So it's right. like... I don't think I definitely see potential as that. That's uh, <laughs> if I if I come back, I come back as Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Big Guy. I would like to have Grim as my hype man. Feed me, yes, dude, yeah. me. Yo, we will be so fucking over. Are you kidding? That right would... back with this Grim. <laughs> Grim is the hype man. You're just the biggest, most dangerous man. The fucking meat hook is coming for you. <laughs> Throwing me cheeseburgers on the corner, slamming the cheeseburger, be the stone cold with food. That's what I always said. It, oh, it'd be money. <laughs> that is money. Let's go. Somebody sign us. You know, I, I asked Cody Rhodes if I could be in the over budget battle royal, and he said yes. Oh, really? And then I was never contacted. <laughs> ah. I wonder where did you contact him on social media, Twitter? Um, uh, well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, it was an autograph signing. And okay, I kind of okay. put him on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's what I do. A yes is a yes. Right. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure when I walked away, he's like, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> that's the one thing people will get out of this. Cody Rhodes blows off Grim for AEW over the budget battle royal. <laughs> but but no, I'm not saying anything bad about Cody. No, no, Cody's I know. Man, yeah. and I res- I respect the shit out of what he's done. Yes building all elite wrestling like like he was just like no fuck wwe which sometimes i think guys are making a mistake i'm like dude don't leave wwe what are you nuts you know but holy shit what a fucking uh what a play what a flex no i said man because he left short i think he left because wade barrett left i left shortly after wade and then i think cody left a little bit after that and uh i didn't i because i remember i Remember, I left and I was fucked up and like in doing the supplements. And like when I did Indies for two years, my whole mentality was make as much money as humanly possible because I thought my career was like possibly going to be over and I needed to supplement yeah. all the money I was putting to the, to the, into the supplements to do that. And I knew okay. I had about a two year window. And I remember seeing him and like he was and hearing rumors of like he was taking less money for shows, but to get, he was working with people and like getting, creating buzz. And I remember at the time, yeah. I was just so in my own world because I was like, it was just trying to survive. And like, as far as health wise, how am I going to get through these matches? And, <clears throat> but then I saw, and I realized, I go, okay, he's building buzz and like creating hype and it like, which is a gamble to do that and not know. And like, I didn't know if the, he had knew had about the AEW thing and him and the young bucks. And that was something they were talking about, but the way that all played out, it was like the perfect move, every thing that he did to do that and now like i'm happy because it's going to be better i think i really believe aew is going to change the wrestling business forever for the better 
Um, oh, I agree. And I think sure. they're going to force WWE to change based off of yep. like how they already have. Yeah, they already have. <laughs> right. So it's like to yeah. me, I, I said those guys, him, Jericho going over there, Jericho, Jericho took a huge leap of faith going to a promotion, not knowing what was getting, you know, outside. That's why these guys, it tells me that environment, they saw something early on that let them knew, know that it was, that had huge potential. And, uh, and you right. know, like an Ambrose Moxley leaving, leaving everything and, and going over there and taking a chance. Cause like, let's be, if that would, if that promotion, if that would have busted in that first, in the first year, those guys would have to go, you know, probably back to WWE if they wanted to wrestle again. And again, right. what is impact. It? They, yeah. they could have done impact for a few years and then, Wound up trying to go back. Yeah, but like you're never gonna have that. WWE is gonna hold that over you forever. Like they're never, you're never gonna get forgiven for that. So to me, it, it's a great right. thing. Everything going on with all of that. Um, I was curious on your thoughts with everything too, with like social media, everything on the whole, like just with wrestling, the whole speaking out thing. Like your thoughts are you big on social media staying on? Because like I kind of just I do my business stuff and then I get off it for the day. Because it, it right. can be overwhelming. Like, Are you like caught up in the yeah. social media with all the everything going on? I, I, you know, I read a lot of it. I'm in tune to it. You know, I see everything that's going on. You know, um, I, I feel like no matter what you comment, you know what I mean. Like somebody's gonna attack you for something. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I just don't feel like being attacked for things. You know what I mean. And you know, the thing is, of course, I support every single person that's come out and shared a story. Yeah. It's important to share the stories. No matter you know, no matter what, you know what I mean? And the people that need to be gone out of wrestling are gonna be gone out of wrestling because of it. Yeah. And that will make wrestling better for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just want wrestling business and the product to be the best it could be. So people like us who are passionate and love this business can thrive in it yeah. and get the fucking trash out. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't go to war on Twitter no. about it, you know. Yeah. I, I try to just promote my show and yeah, you know. It, it's uh i'm the same too like it's i i look at it people everyone is going to express their opinion and and their thing and they're gonna if they feel the need to speak out i was like i'm if i don't like something i just won't comment on it or i won't look at it and like where it is like you can literally you know i love rainbows i hope everyone has an amazing day god is great like you're gonna get attacked by like a group of portion of people. Like fuck you, you piece of shit. And yeah, it is what it is. Well, so. you, you you can literally say, you know, I hope everybody has a nice day, and you get the replies, <laughs> "Fuck you, eat shit, fucking bitch." You irrelevant like, piece of like, shit. Go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be positive here, people. For fuck's sake. <laughs> how have you been with everything? Because you, I mean, you have you. How many kids do you have? I have two daughters. Okay. They're uh, 14 and 11. And I love your family, like, is involved with everything with you, right? With all of this, uh, for the most part. Well, well, well yeah. Um, well, we, we did split up uh, about a year and okay. a half ago. Me, me and my wife had split up. And, but, yeah, you know, I still get my daughters. Yeah. I still do stuff with them and my daughter. Yeah, we, we do that, like, on the vlogging channel. I, don't, I haven't really involved them in the wrestling show. I yeah. mean, they've done it once or twice. But... Yeah, more just the family stuff. We had a video go viral last year where we went to one of the arcades at the shore and uh, my daughter climbed into one of the big claw machines. Oh, really? <laughs> and Yeah, and the video got like 4 million views last year. It was Holy really hell. crazy. Were there yeah. any old Ryback dolls in that? I always, people send me videos <laughs> that there's still these random Ryback dolls in those claw yeah, machines. Yeah, you still see them around every once in a while. <laughs> at the Atlantic Bird Walk, I feel like there'd be a few of those in there. 
I always, oh, to this sure. day, they still get them, and I just laugh. I go, what the hell are those doing in there? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants them. <laughs> they just fall to the bottom of the machine and then sit there for a couple of years just like, until were, somebody gets excited for deep it. in this. Man, how's everything been on you? Where are you at? Are you in, where are you at? Uh, as far as location, yeah. we're in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, the Jersey Shore. How's everything been out there with the whole coronavirus? Well, we were one of the worst states. Yeah like with the highest numbers and everything. So yeah, we, I think we're still on the most lockdown of all the States. You know what I mean? They just put a like, travel thing too. I think up like New Jersey, yeah. New York, right. Yeah. Where you have to quarantine for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't come up from like Florida or something unless you self quarantine for 14 days. Man. But yeah, cause New Jersey, New York and Connecticut were the worst hit apparently. But luckily where I was, wasn't too bad. Are you are you guys required to wear a mask out there when you go out too or no? Yeah, yeah, we have to wear a mask everywhere we go, the supermarkets, right? Even like uh, you know, Walmart, Target, getting gas, everything. Nobody'll even serve you if you don't have a mask on. Have you they, we actually have a the mask policy goes into effect tomorrow here for Vegas where we have to wear them. Oh wow. With all that, you should do a YouTube video of Grim not wearing a mask in the alien suit. I saw that alien video uh, and see if people attack you in the store and make another video go viral. Just <laughs> that's what I, I wanted. Just I wanted to hire a videographer to live with me and to just randomly film me. But then I realized I tried a couple like different video guys out. And I couldn't take mm -hmm. it. Like they bothered me so much. And I was like, there's no way I could let this guy live in my house. I would I would end up just self-destructing really quickly. But that's funny. Oh man. The uh I don't want to take up all your time. I know with everything, because it's late doing a late interview with you. With the the GT the the GTS, it's still GTS wrestling, right? Yes. Did you have was it uh, Ellsworth out there recently? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh uh he a lot of a lot of people got you know what happened with him and whatever but like when the truth came out he was lied to you know what i okay. mean and yeah so so now you know that he was never charged with anything and you know proved he was lied to but you know you can't get that out to everybody on the internet it's not like everybody gets a fucking bulletin or the memo yeah. you know what i mean and nobody ever wants to report good news no but anyway but yeah so but you know he's been back on my show you know what i mean and he's always fun and easy to work yeah. with and the, the the views always pop when he's on you know and i wish you lived closer i know have the, you, uh, <laughs> you bring up a good point though because i think like too like with enzo that stuff ended up being it wasn't a thing and like he got the guy lost right. his job and, not, and i don't know whatever i wasn't there at the time but i'm like that that's the one thing i was kind of i forgot to get to with the speaking out that scares me is that there will be people being honest, but like it can also get people that can like we're letting the internet be the jury of things at a time where like if somebody says something that's not true, that's scary to me also. That like if something like that right. happens and it can completely destroy a person's life. And that that's mm -hmm. the only thing, and like you said, like the truth comes out and like, but people don't hear the truth typically, or it doesn't spread like the initial rumor and it's just right. Like the initial rumor does. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the frustrating part, but man, I like, he, he's always been a good guy. The times I met him. So, and I yeah, wish I, and, was and, and... I would, uh, <laughs> that would maybe before I, I got, I got three more stem cell procedures coming up in Columbia in September. And then it's okay. uh, full blown training. I got to give it a couple months to let everything. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at probably eyeing the beginning of the year next year.
Um, okay. So, but maybe, just maybe, <laughs> we'll put it out there when, when I know what, what everything's going to be and, and, and everything wrestling-wise. Maybe one appearance just just for, for Grimm, yes. for GTS Wrestling. Just, just so I have it on my that resume. That would be a banger. And that way you yeah. can claim my for my second run, you could claim be I that, that I worked for GTS wrestling. I came from there. It'll be the only indie yeah. shot I do. <laughs> he came back to wrestling. He did GTS. Now he's on TV. Look at this guy. <laughs> Give you just just you it can up the views for another year for everything with the wrestling. And uh I laughed. I, I saw one of the, the gimmick, the Brock the I love this stuff. It's just I, I was I was dying laughing. The Brock Lesnar battle royal, the just stuff like that. And the guys, you punch the guy. Yeah. Like it's so obnoxious, and I just it, it's enjoyable. I can see why you've you've got the the subscribers that you got is is it's because it's entertaining. Yeah, it, I I feel like we give something that's very different. It's like it's it's attitude era, but like it's like that old school ECW, and then it's like new school chaos on top of it, and it's. You know, everything has a purpose and a reason and bigger than life characters, you know, like over the top stuff. And like I enjoy editing my own show because I laugh and enjoy it while I do it, you know, and I'm like, when I get that negative feedback, I'm like, why? I thought this was good. (laughs) Do you take that personal or have you learned like because I'm now at the point like I'm indestructible. I can't even nothing bothers me anymore on the negative. But like at first, I remember in wrestling, I remember because I was like. I would read lies and then people would hate me for lies and I would be really offended. And then I just realized I was like, this is such a waste of time. And it's like now yeah. it doesn't do you still well, you know, personal or no? Things hit different, you know what I mean? And it's like like, you know, if you get some random comment like, Oh Grim, you're a fat piece of shit. You don't know how to wrestle. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know? But like, okay, now let's say there's a long time commenter that you've seen him in your comment section for years. Yeah. And he's like, damn, this show isn't what it used to be. Grimm's really losing his touch. I think I'm done. Uh, yeah. And then, then it's like, no, that fucking hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's no. like getting broke up with. Yeah. You know no, that, I mean? that, like, that, cause you're, you're, you know, that, that commenter you're, and he's, yeah. he's turning on you. The, uh, right. He's, he's like, he's sick of it. He's, he doesn't like me anymore. And I'm like, Oh no, what happened? What did I do? Somebody on one of my YouTube videos wrote probably 20 paragraphs one time on like what a piece of shit I was on thing. And I was just like, I read the whole thing. I go, man, they, they put a lot of time into this. And then I hit them from the channel after. And, uh, but I was like, oh man, they God. put a lot of that. Like this person really, really dislikes me. And it was like all over things that weren't true. And I go, I can't even imagine. I was like wishing some of it would have been true. That, that way I could like, I can, okay, I can understand this. I was like, it was all just what he's in his head wants to believe. And I was like, fuck, that guy had to have spent like at least an hour writing that of his life. And I just had to channel. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You just reminded me of. Um, so my first real like interaction with a super famous wrestler was with the Ultimate Warrior because I had made a couple custom Ultimate Warrior action figures and I was selling them on eBay. This was a time when I was broke and needed money. And I said, oh, this is cool. And Ultimate Warrior himself contacted me to tell me how shitty my customs were and that they were an embarrassment to him and that I need to take them down. I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. I just got an email from the Ultimate Warrior telling me to fuck myself. Uh, all right, Grim. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Everyone I have on this show, I always ask 
one piece of advice, whether it could be anything you want. It could be serious, it could be comical, but one thing that's helped you the most in your life or wrestling-related advice, what would you leave the listeners with? I would say always be true to yourself because if you try to be somebody else, something else, other than what you are, you're going to fail. But when you believe in yourself, be yourself, people will like you for you. And I decided to just be me and put myself out there, and it worked. And people, not everybody likes me. Some people hate me, but fuck them. I have my fans, and I love my fans, and I'm me, and they accept me for me, and that's what I would say. I love it. Great, great advice, Grim. And then your GTS ambassador on Instagram, right? And then Silly Super Pop on YouTube. What's the other YouTube show? Is it Uh, Grim Experience? Okay, on YouTube there, and your Grim's Toy Show on Twitter as well, correct? Correct. Thank you. Yes. Good deal. Well, Grim, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, man. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Huge fan. Thank you. And can't wait till we get you on GTS. That's going to be great. Stay tuned. (laughs) We'll be right back, guys, after these messages. They say all men are created equal. Whether we believe that or not, I believe there is a champion inside each and every one of us. Life is energy and food is energy. What we put inside our bodies determines how we feel and act. I have always wanted to be more, and I feel everyone wants to be more than what we are. Supplement companies that use aspartame and sucralose aren't concerned with our health or fitness, but Feed Me More Nutrition believes in selling good for good and creating a relationship that lasts forever. Using only natural sweeteners, stevia and monk fruit and more ingredients that work, we give you more because we want you to be more. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. We are back. Big thank you to Grim. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to, to sit down and have a little conversation. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that as well. 
And you never know where the big guy may may make an appearance when the time is right. Just to say he did it. The uh, Today, guys, I want to... Just looking over a couple little notes here real quick. Good to my, the review of the week, guys. Your iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you could please take a minute and uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you listen to it or on Spotify as well. We are on all podcast platforms. Uh, if we can continue to grow and share this show, it would be greatly appreciated. This is uh, from Shadalak, and uh, a recent review is, he's brutally honest. One thing I like about this podcast is that Ryback is brutally honest about everything. His struggles, triumphs, dedication, opinions, and much more. We hear from him and others that you may have forgotten about or should know that are making strides in the world. He also mixes up his formats before they get stale. Great podcast for anybody. Thank you very much for the five-star review. Please send an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com with a screenshot of your review, and you can get a copy of my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon. But I'll give you a signed copy of that here, or a Feed Me More Nutrition Premium tank top, small through 2XL. Thank you guys for those reviews. Please keep them coming as we continue to move along and grow with the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report that drops every Monday morning at 6 a.m with myself and Raj Giri. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, please do if you're a wrestling fan. That is where we, we do the wrestling every Monday that comes out. And the conversation, the interview, uh, is going to be coming out every Thursday, usually at 6 a.m. Pacific time every week. So if you could subscribe, turn on notifications, uh, and continue to support the show, guys, it is greatly, greatly appreciated. I do want to go ahead and uh, paying the bills for this week. Real Good Foods will be back here in July with everything with the virus. A lot of different companies had, had pulled back a little bit on their advertising, but we will be working with them again here very soon. Fuel Meals, guys, personal meal prep service. Fuelmeals.com. You could save 15% with discount code the big guy. They have custom meals, signature meals. Steak, chicken, broccoli, brown rice, white rice, asparagus, green beans. They have different tilapia, salmon, turkey burgers, sweet potato fries. They they have all sorts of different combinations, quesadillas, different things where they have the macros all figured out for you. And as far as counting your calories, it's meal prep at your doorstep. It's an easy way to eat healthy, to get you uh, you know at a certain level. You figure out, you, you pull up the basal metabolic rate online figure out how many calories you need a day. It helps you just sort of, you know, whether it's one or two meals, it, it allows you to, to just stay on track, not eat out as much uh, in this fast-paced world that we are living in. Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. As always, you could save 10% with discount code PODCAST10 here um, for conversation with the big guy, Ryback. We have the Hope Spot Mood and Stress Support is, is now in stock. That is available on the website. We are shipping out and should have shipped out all orders for pre-orders on that. Our Shellshock Extreme Fat Burner is due in very, very shortly. Uh, and, and getting that, our number one bestseller, back in stock. And we are up and firing on all cylinders. The peanut butter pieces protein is scheduled for late July arrival time right now. And uh, again, we thank you guys for the tremendous growth. Uh, 
and an opportunity to earn your business with Feed Me More Nutrition. And uh, as the tagline says, be more. And that was why I always invested in my body, in supplements, in eating healthy, in working out from a young age, as I always wanted to be more. I wanted to just, I didn't want to be average. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is just me. I always just wanted to be more than what I was. And through proper nutrition, supplementation, and, and a bust my ass work ethic, I have been able to be more. And I want to continue to be more and feed me more nutrition as an extension of me and my personality and my beliefs. So thank you guys for believing in my vision and joining my vision uh, in being more. We have my thought of the week this week. And it, it's a quote, guys, that I'd had I'd put out. And we're all over the place on social media. We have, we're, we're, we got, I got such a great staff of teammates, people that work with me that help out on, on so many things. And because, because I am busy as all hell and it is as we all are. And, uh, there's no way one person could do all this on their own and can, can, can't continue to do it on their own. Uh, and you got to evolve and grow and learn and, and work with different people. Um, uh, but this is a quote. I actually have it on my phone, probably hard to see the camera, but it says the future depends on what you do today. The future depends on what you do today. And essentially guys, and it's very straightforward on that is the actions that we take, um, today and tomorrow and next week and next month. It, 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 they don't always necessarily pay off right away. But you, I always heard the Joey Mercury actually was the one that told me, and this was a wrestling thing, I'm, I'm like in a, from a match standpoint, of doing little things in a match that maybe people don't really understand at the time, but you're putting coins in a bank uh, to eventually cash out uh, at, a, at a later point and, and, and get a, a big reaction. And I really believe that sometimes we have to just do the work day in and day out. And we, we don't necessarily see the benefit of it right away. But eventually that point comes where all of a sudden momentum takes over and you can start cashing out. Um, and it goes the other way too. If, if we don't do anything, we may not see any negative repercussions from not doing anything for quite a while and we may get away with it for quite a long time. And I just realized I have the wrong background on, on my, and I'm going to switch it for you guys. So we got the right background because this is conversation with the big guy Ryback. This is the shooting blanks wrestling report that if we don't take action guys, and we, we, we don't necessarily see the, the negative repercussions with that. Eventually, you just wake up one day and you're in such a hole. And you, how the hell did I get in this hole? It's a very real thing. And so it's very important to have an idea at the very least of, of what we want and what we're doing so that we can continuously take small steps daily. And it, you don't have to make drastic steps even, guys. You, you know, reading a book, you don't got to read a book a day. There's days I do go through audiobooks in a day easily. I don't, the key is, and I always heard, if you're not reading any books, start with one page a day. 
one page, maybe one sentence, depending on, on where you're starting at, and build on it. And you do a little more, and you do a little more, and eventually it becomes routine. And, and not to say you just keep going and keep going, but maybe the goal is just to read 30 minutes a day and every day, especially with our busy lives. That people that I've seen different statistics and seen different things from people, and people like Tony Robbins talks about it. If you just read for 15 or 20 minutes a day, you are ahead of the majority of the world. Just think about that. And again, it depends on what you're reading. And there's a lot that goes into that, right? But in general, you just dedicate 15 to 20 minutes to bettering yourself each day. No matter what else happens for the day, you are in a better position to be successful than the majority of people on the planet. Imagine if you do 40 minutes or an hour. Imagine if you read for hours a day, listen to audiobooks while you're driving. Little actions, little things, but enjoy it. Things that you enjoy. I'm not saying don't do anything you don't enjoy. There's times I just want to listen to music and drive and just not not listen to an audiobook. And I do it. Majority of the time, though, I'm listening to audiobooks because I enjoy it and I enjoy learning. But other times I need a fucking break. And I crank up Limp Biscuit, my way or the highway. Because <laughs> I love that song. And uh so. Just understand, though, guys, and it works both positively and negatively, that the actions that we take will have a positive or negative effect down the line on, on what we're doing. And uh, the worst thing we could do is to wake up and be like, how the fuck are we in this position in a negative way? I would much rather wake up and be like, how the hell am I making all of this money doing so good being so happy right now? Oh, it's because of the last four years of just grinding and, and you know? So that's my thought of the week. Hopefully you can get something from that and uh, motivate you one way or the other with that, guys. Uh, very important. Again, I'm going to continue to say this, guys. If you watch the YouTube show, please, uh, if you could subscribe to both the YouTubes, if you watch, and if you don't watch the Feed Me More TV content, that's fine. Uh, but if you listen, people, listeners of this show, please subscribe to the new Ryback TV on YouTube. We will have that URL available Shortly, once the 30-day uh, period is over, which I don't know if we have like 20 days left or 21 days or 18, something like that. But uh, hopefully the subscribers will continue to trickle over. I know a lot of people are having difficulty finding the channel. I had difficulty finding the channel there um, because Feed Me More TV has so many subscribers and so many things are linked on that and hashtagged and uh, or keyword to Ryback TV or in the title. So it directs you to Feed Me More TV. But the new Ryback TV is where all the podcasts are only going to be. And again, Feed Me More TV will be my feeding time videos and Ryback has heat videos and uh, Dessert in the Desert and ASMR, all food-related content on Feed Me More TV. And, and it may even be more narrow than that of just the feeding time and Ryback has heat. YouTube is very, very specific on what they want you doing to be recommended. And I would rather be seen by my audience than not seen, especially when I take the time to do the videos. And, and there's a major difference between getting hundreds of thousands of views and then getting 10,000 views. I would rather get hundreds of thousands of views for my time and reach those people and have that relationship with, with 500,000 people than 10,000. So that is what we're doing on separating the channels so that we start showing back up on the homepage for what people actually subscribe to on, on what they're watching for the videos. And I know there's some of you that like the variety. I like the variety. 
Uh, social media, artificial intelligence does not like the variety. So it's finding a way to do the different content. You know, fan mail. Uh, I did a fan mail live video I put on my Instagram story uh, on IGTV. So I think we're going to do some of those. I'll probably do a winding with the Ryback on IGTV and post it to the thing. So th those videos will be on social media still. They'll just be a little more um, widespread, a little more special when they're done. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of find a way to adjust and evolve and keep the content coming uh, on all platforms for you guys with that. Once again, guys, thank you very much for listening, though, as always. For all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Personal videos by myself for all occasions. Cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. We have shirts at Teespring, guys. This shirt, I'm working hard. Work hard, be nice to people. Uh, and a bunch of other designs uh, at the Feed Me More store on Teespring. Uh, obviously, these channels on YouTube, my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. And on social media, I'm the big guy, Ryback22. Feed Me More Nutrition Conversation with the big guy and Ryback TV on Instagram. Ryback at Twitter. Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook. Ryback247 on Snapchat. And the big guy, Ryback22 on TikTok for my food for thought videos each week. Thank you, guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and